is the Stagger Podcast. Welcome into the Stagger Podcast. What is up? I am JD Smith. And sitting on the side of a road, uh, don't worry guys, I'm safe. I'm Derek Smith. Just had a long night of work and I decided to call in tonight. Uh, for the Stagger Podcast, we get out to you in time this week for you all to listen. There you go. Jim. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> people who it, it, the podcast life. It is uh, it is not for the faint of heart. Sometimes you can get into your studio setup and get all your stuff together, and sometimes you got to do it on the phone. It's all right, man. But uh, yeah, Derek's just uh, trucking through it, getting it done no matter what. So not going to stop him, which is good. So speaking of not being stopped, we'll talk about the Chili Bowl. We'll talk about. Uh, the winner of the Chili Bowl, who obviously could not be stopped, Kyle Larson. We'll get into his year and all the ups and downs that happened in 2020 for that dude. Uh, we will also talk about some of the other thoughts from the Chili Bowl. Uh, we'll uh, also get into a driver from the IndyCar series who is not going to run the full schedule this year. And uh, maybe a little bit of surprise there. So we'll talk about that and get you ready for the next couple weeks, man. Which, you know what we're on to after this? It's all Rolex 24 for uh, next week and the week after we'll do our preview episode and then we will do our recap episode of the rolex 24 at daytona i cannot wait to see those beautiful imsa sports cars back on the high banks and the road course at yep. the legendary speed palace daytona can't wait yeah man. and i cannot wait for kevin magnuson to stand on on the top step of that podium <laughs> well i guess it's victory lane with uh ranger vander's end yeah ranger vander's end yeah I'm excited to see that happen at the World Center of Racing. Uh, it is the most happiest time of the year. Speed Weeks to me is always the – it sets the tone for the racing year in my mind. So, oh, man. Well, and now how it, how the Chili Bowl – we hop from Chili Bowl to Roar is this weekend, 24 hours, less than two weeks away. And then after that, I think we're going to be – catching right up into i think we get a week off yeah. and then we're into we're into daytona 500 so we're back yeah. to nascar absolutely and, yeah so and by the way if you don't like the daytona speedway uh daytona international speedway you you uh the next month is not skip gonna be forward for to march <laughs> just skip gonna, to march yeah. and you'll be you're uh, gonna get a whole good. hell of a lot of daytona the next <laughs> six weeks or so there's gonna be a lot of car in the state of florida for that matter because then after daytona aren't they going to homestead well they go so, to daytona again with road course, yes right go and down then, to homestead yeah, that's the NASCAR it's the COVID boys, yeah. special, ladies and gentlemen. We, we we go to all the open states that don't that don't yes. care about COVID. They're racing. Um, they're hey. racing for the Governor DeSantis Trophy, which is just a <laughs> a blind man screaming at someone and telling them he's fine. I don't know. Anyway, nothing against hey, blind hey, people, obviously. Of course, I, I I do have a question for you that's not on the show sheet, and I'm just it's just gonna spring it on you. Uh, did you have chili for the chili bowl this week? Yeah, so here's the thing, man. I really wanted to make chili. I had all intentions like on Thursday, Friday of like getting to the store and making some. And then it just it got to be like Saturday afternoon. And I said, what the hell? I didn't go to the store. I didn't pick up the ingredients. And it's too late to. Well, I guess it wouldn't have been. I could have still got it Saturday afternoon and had it in time for the A main. But at that point, I was like, man, I, I thought I would have had this already done. So I didn't end up doing it. Did you have chili for the chili bowl? So I did. So it, it, watching the Chili Bowl was a unique experience for me because I was busy with some showings in real estate. I had a lot of work to do with that. So I, I called and I said, and, my, and I was telling my wife, like, hey, tonight's the Chili Bowl, you know, blah, blah, blah. I'm, if I can, I'm going to try to stay up and watch the, re watch the race, which, spoiler alert, I didn't. Um, I watched it on Sunday on the replay. Uh, but 
anyways, she said, Hey, do you want me to make chili? I'm like, sure. Like, so she, she like, she remembered the last few years we've made, we've made chili on the chili bowl night. So, yeah. uh, I think a tradition started by you when we could get together at each other's houses. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so the one problem though, and I want to know from stagger nation, would you eat chili without onions or beans? Cause we did not have either. I don't we mind. Substitu- I don't mind yeah, not we- having beans. Onions right. would be. I mean, I I expect that they're going to be in there. Right. But if like, I don't know that I necessarily am looking for them. I just think it adds to the overall flavor. But I don't need yeah. beans in my chili. I'm not opposed to beans in my chili. I've had it multiple ways and have enjoyed plenty of bowls of chili in my life. Yeah. Uh. So some of the best bowls of chili I've had have had no beans in them. Some of them have been like yep. almost all beans. So. Yep. Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, but but no, beans are not a deal breaker for me. The onion thing, I would still, yeah, I'd probably still eat it. I would just yeah. go, is something missing? Maybe I would notice it. So, but you remember when we were kids, I used to ask right. mom to strain the spaghetti because I didn't like the little <laughs> tiny flecks of onion that were in there. So, I've grown as a person over the years. You've my grown, well, you have grown as a person. <laughs> I've grown uh, in many. Had ways. a lot of spaghetti. Grown, uh, but- <laughs> <laughs> grown up and out. That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah but uh, but also, yeah, I mean. Our game changer for us this year is because we had to look around what we had. We had a couple cans of corn. Oh yeah, one can. But we actually have substituted beans for or corn for beans. And maybe this is a hot take, but it's actually kind of better. I think it's. I think corn and chili is not a bad thing at all. I've actually enjoyed that. I I think that's a useful thing. If you want beans in your chili with the corn, that's a lot of that. You know, go for it. But. Yeah, I like I like corn in there. I'm totally fine with that, and it Absolutely. gives it a nice uh, extra texture. So yeah, we will do oh, it. Yeah. We should have done our chili recipes. Didn't think about that, but you know what? There's always next well, we, year. And next we year, I tell you, busy. we we will yeah. hopefully all be you know ready to go and have a big chili bowl watch party. Yeah, um, we may have to start that chili bowl watch party at like 10 p.m. just so everybody can get burnt out by the time they actually get to the yes. A main. Because good yeah. God, man, it takes forever to get that done and. Yes, I know that's the complaint everyone has every year. The internet's going to, you know, go crazy on that and say, well, why? everybody knows this is what happens. Yeah, I do. It doesn't mean you have to like it. doesn't mean, like, I know the Chili Bowl trying to win that race is, it is the Daytona 500 of dirt racing, more or less. I mean, it it's even bigger than that. I mean, if Kyle Larson has said he would rather win the Chili Bowl than win at Daytona, and now he has multiple times. But, you know, that's something that... It's a huge thing, and they want to get the track perfect, and dirt prep is not easy, and it's indoors, and there's no air or wind affecting it, so it's all the moisture just sitting in the track, and you got to work it in, and it's tough, but there has got to be a better way than to have all the anticipation, have two great, you know, know, the the B mains and all that stuff, and figure out who's going to get in, and I know guys need a little time to work on their cars, that's fine too, but then, you know, uh, race ends at like 10, 10 30 11 11 30 we get to like midnight and they're rolling off finally that's just too damn long that is too damn long to get to get a race then that the a main wasn't that i mean it was not like the best it was not the best track i've ever seen it was certainly like it was fine it was fine but you can make a fine racetrack in an hour or less. I, sh- I would hope. I mean, you got the best yeah. people in the world working on this stuff. So figure it out. You got man. Tony damn Stewart up there. Well, not this year. This was the one oh, year where he, 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 this was a year where he actually, they had, uh, they had, was it gravel? I think is the guy's nickname. Yeah. Did it. And, and I'm not knocking that dude. He, he was keeping people posted on Twitter about all the things he was trying to do and all the th- things, the challenges that they have. 
I get yeah. all that. I just think there should be a limit where they say, look, we, we got to be able to do this within an hour. So whatever yeah. you think you can get done in an hour, do it. And if it's not the yeah. best racetrack, oh, well, it's been raced yeah. on for, you know, two weeks now because they run the right. Tulsa shootout in there, too. So at that point, you get the best track you can get. But sometimes, guess what? The Daytona 500 sometimes ain't a great race. Sometimes. Right. Sometimes the big sometimes race. You just got to pack on and move to Atlanta. Right. Yeah. Sometimes it just happens. So I, I wish they would just adopt some kind of time limit and say they will work on it for an hour. But after that, they're done. And if it's an hour or two, that's fine. Yeah. You know, if you got to make one more pass or it's not safe to run on, I get it. But don't go crazy tearing up the track and then take an hour to put it all back together. If you right. know, like if you know you only have an hour, you're probably not going to do all that. So you're probably going to try right. to find something else. And I just I wish they would consider that because it's a terrible yeah. product to watch on TV after you're waiting all night to watch it. And then it, I mean, literally on the East coast, it's, it's midnight when that thing's rolling off. I was falling yeah. asleep trying to watch it. Yeah. Um, one of my, well, two things in a second, but one of my favorite, uh, gifts of the night was I think, uh, Dick trickle racing had a post of just like a guy nodding off, like, you know, trying to, or I think they were taping up. It was SpongeBob or someone yeah, taping, taping your eyes their open. eyelids. <laughs> yeah. It's like me trying to stay up to watch the chili bowl. is kind of funny. Uh, but two things, a, or one, how have we not called Tony Stewart, Tony damn Stewart? Like, why did I just make that up? Like, I don't know. It's his great. nickname should have been Tony damn Stewart. Well, his nickname was Smoke, but yeah, Tony, I know, Tony but, damn Stewart. I like it. That's yeah, his nickname I mean, on this show. That, that's a nickname from now on. Tony damn Stewart. I hope he wins some races this summer because that'd be nice to, mm -hmm. to maybe we just have him on and, and, and pose that question. But the second thing is more important to our conversation is this. It's all about expectations, setting those expectations. How many times have you watched the Rolex 24? A, you watch, you're watching a 24-hour race and you don't have a problem with it. No. Nope. So there's an expectation nope. that's you're set. You're right. You're right. And also, too, how many times have you watched a 24-hour race where it's Florida and there's three hours of rain and and it's a, literally a yellow flag, sometimes even a red flag, but they're like, well, and you hear the British guys talking on the radio or whatever, you know. I, or, well, we, when you watch I, the Daytona 500, you have rain delays, and we all yeah. deal with those. We've all dealt with those. That's okay. But the, here's the difference, though. In all those situations, that's out of your control. What I yes. can't understand is when you you introduce difficulties to the broadcast. And I know, like, for those of you who are Dirt fans who are like, I mean, who only watch Dirt stuff, you are mostly a sprint car fan, and you travel around World of Outlaws, all that. If that's you, and you think, this idiot has never been to a Dirt race, he doesn't know how it goes. No, trust me, I have. And I have hated it when I have gone to dirt tracks that did not put the time into water the track before the, you know, the week before. And they, they have dealt with the, you know, issue of being like real windy. And then you get two laps into a race and all the work they did has just been blown off and it's taken rubber and it's one groove and everyone's gone on a rail. That's no fun either. I do understand that. I know there is a magical formula to getting this stuff right. I just wish they would also be aware that. You're you're asking people to watch an entire week's worth of this stuff, and then you finally get to the moment where it pays off, and you're like, now we're going to need a couple of hours. You know, hell, man, start the races at 7 a.m. then, you know? Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm fine with that. Like, start all these prelims at 7 and come on the air at 6 p.m., but they're not going to yeah. do that because, you know, Mav TV wants to get prime time. So I, I think someone oh, has to give oh. one way or the other. Like you either have to have Mav TV realize, look, man, if you want the A main to be prime time, you can get it around 10 o'clock. But we're going to have to start this at like six. You're going to have to start the C's and the B's at six right. so that we can aim for 10. 
because it's going to take a couple hours to run those and then it's going to take a couple hours to prep the track and by 10 o'clock 10 30 you will have a hell of a race on your hands but there, there's got to be well, some way to understand that yeah well and and I think that there's something that could be done. I mean, you look at Attica Raceway Park, they pride themselves. Even uh, Wayne Post from MRN, who does Wing Nation, raves about Attica Raceway Park yep. and how how well fine-tuned that, that group is. Mm-hmm. Now, and I'm not going to mention other tracks that are within a 50-mile radius of there, but let's just say there's been <laughs> other tracks that you and I have been to. <laughs> <laughs> and we're still sitting there. It's like it's eleven o'clock, and they've not even started the B main yet. Oh, oh, dude. And, and we got a, and we got a two and a half hour drive ahead of us to get mm-hmm. back home. Mm-hmm. And it's one of those deals where it's like Attica, and they inverted. They run the four tens, the big boys, the ones that everybody comes and drives two hours to see. They run them at dang eight thirty, eight forty five. Yeah, they run them first, and I know that's not the issue and they, here. And but then they and then they trickle them back to the to will, the trucks in the in the late month. You and I yeah. will always we will always stump for that. The, yeah, if you are a if you are a local track that runs multiple series, run your best series first. Like, yep. run their heats first, and then do your heats for your support series. Then run your, you know, like C main. You know, run your, yeah. you know, your C main, your B main. Run those, and then run the season Bs for the other ones, and then get your A main for the main series for the the four tens. If it's sprint cars, run yep. that first. And so we, if you want to leave at nine o'clock, you can. But then if you yep. want to stick around and watch, and there's, you know, what it's fun to watch the dirt stocks, and it's fun to watch some of that other stuff that comes out. But oh, yeah. you know why people paid a ticket. Why are you waiting and making them wait around till right. midnight? I'm you're preaching the yeah, choir on well, that, man. So we're we're all well, in favor I, of that. I but I'm just saying yeah. that's those are the things that I feel like some there's two types of racetracks you go to. You go to a racetrack where everyone's like, We owe it to these fans to get them the most efficient show we can with the most action, not a lot of lag. Sometimes things are going to come up. Big wreck happens. You got to repair a wall or a fence. If that occurs, there's things you can't control, but the things we can control, we're going to run as quick as we can. Right. Then you got the tracks who are like, well, y'all showed up. If we don't get to leave till two, I mean, what'd you expect? You came to a race right. and I can't take that attitude. I just, Let's right. go. And, Let, let's well, get it on with. Let's go. I'm not here yeah. to sit and watch a tractor go around all day. I want to watch race cars. Right. And, and and to spare the people that are like, oh, my gosh, pulling their hair out and stuff like that. I mean, we are dirt racing fans, but also at the same time, like, I mean. We're racing fans. We're, we're we want to see racing. And, and, we want to see and, race and, cars. And, and I think that's the thing, too, is you, you are working with an organic surface. Mm-hmm. And you do have to massage it and everything like that. But it comes down to. I mean, maybe you need to look at this and say, do we really need to have seven or eight days of racing if the end product is going to be not as good as what the day two well, stuff I, was? Well, here's because- the thing. Here's the thing, though. They run the C's and the B's, which are are those not important? Because you, yep. for a lot of those drivers, the only way you're going to get into the A is if you win those races or you can move up in those races. So yeah. those are equally important, not to the end result, I guess, as far as like everybody's sitting around to watch the A, but to the drivers, if you're in the C main, that is your Super Bowl. That is your yeah. Daytona 500 until you get to the B main. And then that's yeah. your Daytona 500. And if you yeah. can win that, then the A main becomes your Daytona 500. But you got to get to them. And so they find a way to make the track reasonably good for the C and B. And then the A main, I think it's just 
it's it's just over analyzing. It's paralysis by analysis because everything right. has to be so perfect. And I'm not blaming the people prepping the track. I am blaming the whole culture around it. I'm blaming me and you and everyone who watches it because I think it puts so much pressure on some of these guys. They feel like if we don't deliver four wide racing like the whole way right. around, these people are going to feel disappointed. And so they go yeah. over the track to a point where I think they could have just... I, I think there's got to be a way where you can get 90% of what you got with that surface in half the time. There's got to be yep. a way to do that because it's that yep. usual that last 10% that's the hardest to do. So yep. anyway, I think we've ran. Remember, what well, we'll remember, it's not a Zen garden. It is a dirt track. <laughs> right. So you do not need well, to get so meticulous with it. I mean, honestly. And you know what? Best, you know what, though? Yeah, but uh, I think because, it's. Because, well, Gio, I'm just saying, GSLZ. Went from like what six to second in that C main. Yeah, I think it was yeah. one of the C mains, and that was great racing. And then you you bump it up to, you know, the next few rounds, and it just to me, I guess it's like, if it's not broke, don't fix it, and or just set a time limit. I, I don't know. This, this you're talking to a guy who just gave up at eight thirty and said, you know what, I'm gonna or not eight <laughs> thirty. I'll watch sorry, it tomorrow. Yeah, at nine thirty, and I'm gonna watch the next day. So I I, I, I finished watching it on Sunday. Right. But hey, can I talk to? Can I well, I mean, I just say one last. I just say one yeah. last thing about the dirt. Don't forget that Christopher Bell, one of the greatest drivers ever to ride on dirt, after they did all that track prep and everything else, he got one fat tire in the soft stuff and he flipped over eight times. So, yep. like, if that's the best track you can come up with, as soon as you run a few laps, all that cushion's going to build up and you're going to still have a track that if you get out of line, even by a hair, it can ruin your day. So let's just yep. keep all that in mind of like what we're trying. Like this is not an asphalt surface. It's going to change if a dip develops. People are going to some people are going to hate that. Some guys are going to be glad because they can pop it with their wheel and get a good launch. You know, Kyle Larson right. drove up into the fluff on the restart to get the best restart. I think he's ever had NASCAR or otherwise like he <laughs> he was great on that restart and he drove up in the soft stuff, taking an old school move like mm. The track surface at some point is going to be what you make it as a racer. Like it's right. I'm just saying, I, I think that becomes the story sometimes, not the driving. So anyway, Absolutely. what were you, what were you going to say? But well, I didn't I, mean to I cut you off. I was going to say my, uh, remember if you listened to last week's podcast and I gave you the, like the, the, the hack on how to get Mav TV if you're a YouTube TV subscriber. Well, it was like $3 prorated because of blah, blah, blah. Seven yeah, day yeah, trial yeah. for the sports package. So I was like, oh, I'll just get it the day of the race. Well, there was some server issue that happened with YouTube TV. I couldn't get it. I couldn't get the package that had Mav TV on there on the day of the race. Oh, man. So I had to go and, and look around, and there was this like uh, free app that you could look at. And I was like, oh, cool. It's got Mav TV on it, whatever. I'll download it. And then it ended up being like a Mav TV Select, and it had last year's Tulsa shootout. Dude, you could I, like, I, I wish I would have told you. No, you, you could have gone on Facebook and watched it. <laughs> they put it on well, Facebook for free. Oh, well, that's it. So, yeah, then I ended up downloading something called Vidgo, V-I-D-G-O. And then and that was like $10 that I had to pay oh, it's for two months. of. And then I got to watch. I mean, it's kind of cool. I got I got a, I was watching Copa Libertadores um, oh, before soccer. the race. That, some soccer on some gold TV or BN or whatever. So that was pretty cool to watch that. But, I mean, I, I had to dig and dig and dig, no pun intended, watching a dirt race to find this. And it's like. At some point, I mean, if you're going to have it on Mav TV, come on, Lucas Oil Company, whatever, at least put us to Dave Despain on or something. Like, I like Matthew Dillner, but, or not Matthew Dillner, Bob Dillner. But at the same time, it's like, 
I mean, I can't keep watching the same dang cooler company that's super patriotic or whatever, like or whatever, like Gene <laughs> Company got. Like, like, are well, you here's, a real you know network? What? That, are, I'll tell you. Is, are you a real network? This is the Chili Bowl. I'll tell you. I'll a, tell you, you something. You they, actual company sponsor, dude. Come they on. got to a point in the where in that hour and a half plus where they were fixing the track or redoing the track, you know, trying to make it perfect. Where they just started showing a Trump rally? No, and, no, 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 no. They, no. <laughs> no. They ran, they ran promos of Mav TV programming, and it was like five of them in a row. And that, and I can tell you from my time in the broadcast industry, I can tell you exactly what that is. They ran out of commercials that they had sold. They have commercials sold for when the actual cars are on the track, and they can't run. You know, the same. They don't want to run the same ads over and over and over because they're given too many free ad buys. But their hosts needed a break so they literally said all right we'll throw in two minutes of promos just to get we'll make something up just to give you guys a two-minute break to collect your thoughts and then start talking again and that's why they did that because they were running out of stuff to talk about that's why i'm saying it's too long i when the broadcast crew is literally just making commercial breaks on the fly and throwing in promos just to give their guys a chance to get a drink and start talking again i it was uh it was completely you know that yeah. that's too long. That's so it's you got almost as long as this segment is. I mean, let's <laughs> yeah, be honest. <laughs> that's right. Okay. Well, let's let's talk about that real quick. Let's let's talk about uh, exactly what happened and and how this went down. So as we mentioned, Kyle Larson he won his second Chili Bowl Nationals in a row. Uh, I will tell you this time a year ago when he won, I was over the moon. I was so happy for him. Uh, I was maybe not in the same mental place this time around because he is. Uh, you know, a lot's changed in a year, right? It's, mm-hmm. it, yeah. it, it's kind of an interesting thing to reflect on it. And I, I'm, I'm actually on the Chili Bowl website, and they have right now the countdown to the next Chili Bowl is 356 days away. And I thought, oh, God, what is it going to be like 355, 356 <laughs> days from now, man? Oh, Who knows? Gosh. But yeah. no. So let's talk about Kyle Larson. Here, here's the deal on his season for me. I got into it with some people online. I posted something and said, congrats on your win, asshat. Like, he's not my guy. Like, I he, I was a huge Kyle Larson fan after him using the uh, racial slur that he used, saying the N-word, I don't care the context, shouldn't be in your vocabulary. The fact that it was says a lot about him. That's where I just say, I, I, I can't root for you. I don't wish him ill. I hope right. that he is safe in a race car, all that yeah. stuff. But am I thrilled when he wins? No. Now, that all said, when I watch him drive a race car, I'm sorry, let me back up. When I watch him drive a dirt car, sprint, wing sprint, whatever you want to throw, you throw him in the silver crowns back when he was running USAC, whatever you throw that dude in, he is money, young money. And and he is so good. That's what attracted me to watching him for years and years and years. But yeah, so him pulling the win off. He deserved it. He was the best driver there. He had the best equipment. He nailed it. He nailed everything you have to do. He did. He did perfect, but he's not my guy, and I didn't exactly want to see him win. But he he got the win, and he deserved it. So uh, I yeah. guess congratulations to him. But I, I wish he would have lost. I wish Christopher yeah. Bell or about anybody else would have won. Well, and, and I'm I'm looking at this from the eternal optimist that I am, and always trying to see the good in people. I look at this as a huge opportunity. You and I have been to dirt tracks, and we love dirt racing. We love dirt racing fans. We are dirt racing fans. We also realize that this is a crazy time in our nation's history, and there is a fork in the road, and we need a lot of people like Kyle Larson, who has clout and who has a following in the dirt racing community, 
to sit there and take this opportunity and not just say, whew, I dodged a bullet. I signed with Hendrick. I won the Chili Bowl. Life's getting back to normal. Oh, my gosh, that was a crazy year 2020. I'm glad it's in the past. He needs to sit there and he needs to dwell on what has happened and say, hey, guys, I'm changing as a person, which from some of the interviews I've heard, it sounds like he is. But he needs to be vocal about that. He needs to not just be not a racist. He needs to become an anti-racist. And he needs to invite all the hoodie-wearing, cargo-short-wearing people that we love, that we are ourselves, that saying, hey, guys, like on my car this this week at the Ohio Sprint Week is going to be the local NAACP chapter. I'm donating the space because yeah. I want to raise awareness you, to this. You know, you bring up a good point because I mean, people, it, 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 like, people it's will say like, what, like, think about this. What are we're already going to remember him for a racer. Do we want to have like Barry Bonds is one of the best home run ball hitters in the, in the, in the, in the history of baseball. But we always say, yeah, he juiced. Yeah, a lot yeah, of yeah. people juiced, but I guess the point is like Kyle Larson's never going to escape this asterisk of what he said, unless he decides to say, I'm going to turn this asterisk into an exclamation point about who, how I've changed as a person and how I want to invite others to change you, too. You He's got this opportunity. Point. He it's, really does. And, yeah, and, and I hope his PR people are listening somehow to this podcast because I'm telling you, you're going to make him from a star to a superstar to a transcend, transcendent. You know, I mean, the mantle is wide open. Dale Jr.'s gone. Jeff Gordon's gone. Tony Stewart's gone. Jimmy Johnson's gone. Chase Elliott's there. You can be the person that's next on the knocking uh, n- knocking the door on NASCAR superstardom, but you're not going to do it unless you unless you take this opportunity to I mean I, to 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 be a a a changer in a world that needs changers. Yeah. And, well, and I'll I'll just add I'll add this. I mean, some people I'm sure will have a problem with what you said from the standpoint of they will say, fine. well, but some people will say things like, oh, it's just a virtue signal that he. No, it's not. Vir- What's wrong no. with just being virtuous? What's wrong with just yeah. like saying I'm not a racist? That's a virtue we should all be striving for. And to your point, anti being an anti-racist would be saying when I hear someone else saying things that I used to laugh at, I'm going to stop it. I'm going to say, dude, yeah. d- I'm, I'm done. No, you don't say that around me. And you will lose friends when you do that. Kyle Larson will lose people when he does that. I don't know yeah. if he's that type of guy, man. I, I honestly don't know. From everything I've ever heard yeah. and read about him, he's a guy who loves to drive race cars and then drive race cars. And then obviously yep. he seems to love his family, and that's great too. But is, is, yeah. is he an activist to go out there and to fix that? No. But here's the reality, man. They're paying you millions of dollars to drive these race cars. You're one of the best people to ever do it. No, we don't like you because of your personality or anything else. We like you because you're good at driving a race car, but it, but you do get millions of dollars for driving those race cars. And people have a lot of expectations when you do that. There's going to be a lot of sponsors that are paying attention to you too. If if you can't do it for the good reasons, do it for those reasons and understand that that's where you have to take those next steps and not just be, Oh no, I don't say that anymore. Start helping change the conversation. It is a responsibility. We'll see if he's up to that task. Uh, yeah. moving, moving on to the rest of the Chili Bowl, just real quick here. The rest of your top five. Justin Grant was second in another close but no cigar. He's fantastic dirt racer. Uh, got really close there. Love to see him break through. Tanner Thorson, another tremendous midget driver. Uh, he was third. Uh, Cannon McIntosh <laughs> continues to impress, man. Young kid. He is uh, fourth this year after, I think, having a top five last year, too. Uh, just He's got a bright future. 
Darren Pippen. Half my age. Oh, dude, the, I know. The he's, nerve. He's the nerve. What is he, the 17, nerve. 18 years old? Yeah, he's, he's great. I don't know, man. Darren Darren Pittman rounds out your top five, rest of your top ten. Chris Wyndham, mm-hmm. another legendary dirt racer. Ricky Stenhouse Jr., you're all familiar. Brad Sweet, the reigning World of Outlaws champion. And Spencer Baston, who you can see at plenty of Midwestern dirt tracks throughout your time at number nine. And then tenth was Logan Seavey. So, I mean, all those names, if you go to dirt tracks or you follow NASCAR, you've heard nine or all 10 of those. And uh, it's a stacked field, man. It's too bad Christopher Bell, you know, sp- you know, flipped over. He was having a hell of a run, too. It, it, him and Larson duking it out on dirt. I don't think there's much better money that you could spend to watch a race is to watch those no. two go wheel to wheel. They're they're absolutely phenomenal on this surfaces. And hopefully they will become those guys in NASCAR. And I would love to, I mean, see Christopher Bell get up that Kyle Larson has been there in the past and he'll probably be there again in the future in the Hendrick equipment. We'll see if Christopher Bell can get up there and match him. Cause uh, he's got yeah. a little catching up to do in that regard. Not the rookie year he was looking for, but uh, that's yeah. all right. He's he'll, he'll come along. I think there's well, a bright I, future for him. Yeah. Too. And you gotta, you gotta, in NASCAR, you gotta give Christopher Bell a break almost because uh, what, what the whole season was COVID um you know pretty much for him so uh he had a little bit of a i mean all the rookies had a little bit of a a, a hamstring but cole custer pulled off a win but also too about two-thirds of the se- way through the season his shop basically said they're going to quit nascar so yeah. i mean it's one of those deals that I, I i think that christopher bell i mean it's really early for well, this is not the nascar preview episode but he's going to win a race in 2021 Mark i like it i like it yeah no, I'm I'm a big Christopher Bell guy, and obviously him being from you know from the state there, he had a stranglehold on that event for a while. Kyle Larson broke it last year; he's still there this year. But I think it's those two guys have like, I think Christopher Bell is the first time he's not led a lap for like five straight Chili Bowls because he didn't he didn't lead a lap in the A main in this one, but he led last year and he led the three other ones. So, yeah. <laughs> two just well, something else, man. He's he's legit and and. I think everybody's well aware of how great Christopher Bell is at this point. We could yeah. keep talking about it, but uh, I think you guys yeah, understand. So, yeah, we'll yeah. we'll look forward to watching him in NASCAR this year. And, of course, I'll tell you, if you are near a dirt track, I mean, and when I say near, I mean within a four- or five-hour drive of one, and you find out that Christopher Bell is taken off to come race at your track, get there because the dude Honey, is unreal to watch. Cooler. Unreal to watch. We, yeah. Dude, you and I have seen him run – Local equipment from uh, from very good sprint car preppers. I'm not saying people who don't know what they're doing, but run equipment around here in Ohio that he has not touched prior to that night. And then he will hop in it at like a World of Outlaws show and run second. Yeah. Or first or win the damn thing. I mean, he's he's unbelievable. It's it's I can't stress enough how good he is. And not only that, like there's a local series, the Attica. It's ACFAs or AFCS. Attica, Attica Fremont, Fremont Championship, Championship Series or something like that. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So the, and they run a course, you know, go figure at different tracks other than Attica and Fremont in Ohio. But that's but the one main of the two ones, they run. Yeah. Yeah. That's the main two. But they went. They ran it at Waynesfield one time, and you and I, you were you were working at pits for uh, Ryan Broughton, and mm. I was I was working. Well, working. I mean, we got to get. I don't Ryan. know how much work. We'll I was have done. to get Ryan on later this year. Yeah, Ryan's yeah. a great local our Ohio fit, racer. Yeah. Our favorite sprint car driver. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but we also have another favorite, Kelsey Ivy, and she's out of Fremont. I was helping her out. I, I do some photos for her. I've done them in the past when she was running. And I, Christopher Bell just shows up, and he's he's racing with a, a trailer that's like a – you can tell the trailer's like 10, 15 years old. It doesn't have a stacker on it. There's not like a – it's not a semi-trailer like a NASCAR hauler. 
or like the World of Outlaws no, guys. No. It's just a normal sprint car. Doesn't really have some crazy markings. It has his nameplate on it, and I'm just, and he shows up in his Toyota Fire suit that that he probably wore at the Chili Bowl, something like that. And he just shows up and he's racing that, and then he goes and races and hops in a a non-wing sprint car, mm-hmm. and he wins a race in the in the wing sprint cars, and he goes and hops in the non-wings, and we're like packing up ready to go, and we hear him, Christopher Bell jumps in the lead. I'm like, he just won this the feature. <laughs> And the 410 <laughs> wing sprint cars. Now he's out there in the non-wings kicking everybody's. It's he's just like unreal, man. He, I'm he's telling unreal you, it's, and yeah, it's yeah. well. And again, in the last in the last 20 years, I mean, him and Larson jumping into they can jump into a cold in, into equipment almost dead cold, and just walk out of there with a trophy. It's I've never. I mean, to see one guy do that is pretty impressive. But to know that there's two guys right now that can go do that and they go do it against the best teams in dirt. They go do it in places. Yeah. They're not showing up to like middle of nowhere places that they don't run. Like they're showing up to tracks that are, that are notorious for having some of the best sprint car, local sprint car drivers. And then obviously they show up to national events too. And they yeah. just kick every. I mean, Kyle Larson won a dirt late model race this year. What are we talking about? Like, it's just ridiculous <laughs> what that dude can yeah. do. And Christopher Bell is on the same level for me. So yeah. watching those well, two, and, and, that's, that's your chili bowl. That's the story of yeah. the chili bowl every year is, how those two do. And then obviously seeing all these other guys come up through, but if Chris yeah. Rebell and Kyle Larson aren't in the top, you know, five, you know, if they are not qualified, just wait, they'll get there. I mean, they're, they're both going to be up there always. They're, they're phenomenal. absolutely. I got one last thing to add to that. I promise I'll shut up about it, but we had like, so growing up, I would see Dale Jarrett and, and, and Dale Earnhardt senior before he passed and all these drivers. And these were like legendary rock stars, you know, like you only saw them at Poconos and Daytona, the big tracks, right? Like the you had to go to the cup racing team. You might see them at Xfinity, but they're cup racing people. The generation before that would show up and run in some random plays. AJ Four would run a dirt track in, yeah. in, in, in yeah. Iowa, no problem. Same with Mario Andretti. Yeah. So right. now it's kind of cool that you look at this next generation that kind of stopped with the Jeff Gordon and, and, and Dale Jr. retiring. And now the superstars of sport, I mean, Chase Elliott's at the Chili Bowl. I yeah, mean, he didn't fare that too was well, but he well, you know what though, chili. and he yeah. and he owned that. He owned it like yeah. a champ, literally, because yeah. he is one. Yeah. But he he said, "Look, I didn't come here and and you know it's the second time ever running those cars at that level." Yeah. And he said, "Yeah, I got a lot to learn, but I wish I hope I can come back next year. I want to get some more laps. So I want to do it in a good ride." And yeah. I'll tell you to that point, where's Chase Elliott going to be in two weekends? He's going to be at Daytona running the yeah. Rolex Twenty Four. So. Yeah. You know, I yeah. mean, like that is that so is we, it's he's yeah. I don't want to you know how much we love A.J. Foyt yeah. on this program. I don't put people's names in that category lightly. And obviously, A.J. Foyt would probably have run just a slight bit better than Chase did in a midget, yeah. you know, in that yeah. jelly bowl. But what the point is, that spirit is something that it's been brought back by guys going back before yeah. Kyle Larson and Christopher Bell, Ricky Stenhouse, Casey yeah. Kane. Those yep. guys would do that. You know, they would run their dirt stuff. They'd come out and run in the Cup Series, and I'm sure there were other guys I'm forgetting. Oh, yeah. You know, Dave Blaney, obviously, was not as yeah. big of a name, but, like, but, there's guys who never forgot that dirt roots that they had, and they love to go back. True. And now you got Kyle Bush going out yeah, and, and running. Slinger and Yeah, all that stuff. Yeah. And that's just whatever brought you up there. I love it when these guys show up and go back and, and give back to the sport. I mean, so for yeah, Chase Elliott, it, it, that was a great thing to see. You're right. It's good that we brought him up there. Yeah, it's the equivalent of LeBron James going to a three-on-three tournament in in Cleveland or Akron, and like like legit like I mean I know this doesn't exist in bat I mean we don't have like you know big contracts like 
you know, $10,000 prize for a three-on-three tournament. But let's say there was, and LeBron shows up, and he plays with two of his high school buddies. Like, that's like that's kind of the equivalent of it. And it's pretty cool to see that. Like, you know, you would you would you would enjoy watching that. And I just think it's cool that Bell, Larson, and Elliot are doing that. And I want to challenge some of the other rising stars in their own right, like Bubba Wallace and Ryan Blaney. Where are you guys at? You know what though? Those, I, I think you're gonna see I think you're gonna see more guys doing that. If nothing else, because it's a vanity project too, right? You can spend a lot of yeah. money and be and have a pretty good ride there as it starts. You know, you can you can help with that. You know, you can like Alex Bowman. He he's paid for you know like a car to be there, even though he didn't run it this year. He still put someone in some pretty good equipment, and I I think that's a great way to give back too and and to be a part of the yeah. sport. But here's what you know when you watch a chili bowl, and this last thing we'll say on, and then we'll move on. You know that you are watching the best drivers in the sport. Because you literally have some of the top NASCAR drivers showing up and running this thing. Like, if, if for people who say, well, let some of the other guys have a chance. If Kyle Larson wasn't there, or if Christopher Bell wasn't there, right? And then, I, I don't know, Chris Windham got through, or Justin Grant, or name your guy, right? If one of those guys broke up through and, and, and won the race, people would probably say, well, yeah, he won it because Christopher Bell wasn't here. He won it because Kyle yeah. wasn't here this year. So, you know, that's, I think that's something that, it, it actually adds validity when someone else gets one of those victories and beats one of those guys, which will yeah. happen. Someone will beat them. I don't know if it'll be next year or the year after. Someone will do it. And then that yeah. driver will get a big amount of credibility because they were the one who went toe-to-toe with those guys who have proven they're the best. Yeah. And that's what adds validity to that race. Well, it's well, it's, look, al- it's yeah. already valid, but I'm just saying yeah. you want the big dogs there. And you know yeah. what? If someone goes out to Slinger and beats Kyle Busch, then that adds validity to their win. It's not, it's not. Yeah. A, and if, and if he wins, then he wins. So what? Yeah. I mean, and that, be glad you finished true. second to him. I, I just think yeah. it's, I think it's stupid. People get mad about that. Right. And that's why I don't like the five race rule in NASCAR with the top three series. When Chase yeah. Briscoe beat Kyle Busch in Darlington, that set the tone for him to win eight races this year. And sure now did. got him, got him his number 14 ride with, uh, with Stuart Haas. So that's, that's where I'm, that's where I'm thinking that, that we need to be as a sport. It's like, hey, if Kyle Busch wants to run thirty-six races in or thirty races in Xfinity, let him. Yeah, let him. Yeah. Let these guys come and gals come up there and try to beat him. Let's let's see um, uh, Haley Deegan go toe to toe with Tony Stewart and or not Tony Stewart. I'm sorry, Kyle Busch, and let's see him go. I mean, you got John Hunter Nemechek going down to race at Kyle Busch Motorsports because he wants to be in a championship ride, and like. He should be able to run for a championship in the truck series while racing a front row. Yeah, and I, agree. Desk, I mean, he should have to pick and choose. And uh, yeah, maybe, maybe I'm wrong in that, but you no, know, no, I think it's I think it's a spot on point, and we'll obviously get into that more as we get closer to the season. But yeah, I I'm with you on that. I do like seeing these guys being able to to be a part of it, and yeah. Some are going to disagree. That's okay. That's the fun part. You can always tweet at us if you disagree with something on the show or you just want to talk about something we said. Maybe you're like, hell yeah, brother. Whatever it is, you can tweet at us at Stagger Podcast on Twitter. Also, we're on Instagram. You would gram us or what? I don't care. You would be talking to us on Instagram. Send us some telegram. <laughs> That's right. Take a break. Come back. The end of an era in IndyCar. We'll discuss it next. You're listening to the Stagger Podcast. Welcome back to the Stagger Podcast. So yeah, we did our Chili Bowl recap, and I think we spent at least thirty minutes talking about it before we ever brought up Chase Elliott's name. So I think, I think we did all right. I think we well, did. We we had to. Put, we, we kind of are a NASCAR podcast, so we had to bring up Chase Elliott's name 
or else we'd get our license pulled. Is that is that how this works? <laughs> well, and next we, year we, we'd have to talk. Sounds like we're going to be talking NHRA about or something. You know, next year we're going to be talking about hopefully Matt DiBenedetto coming in. Dirty dibs. That is right. He dirty, was, dirty he was, dibs. He was tweeting during the race. He wants to go to the Chili Bowl, and he said, "You heard it here first. All right, hey, we we well, will chip in on the sponsorship. Yeah, Matty well, D, Matt, you tell you, us where to you, go. Yeah, Matt, you've heard it here first. Uh, sounds like you have zero sponsorship for. Uh, the Chili Bowl is what I'm hearing. So we are going to line up first. Uh, $100 and a 3x5 sticker right right Ooh, on the apron. Right chair. Right chair. Right chair. Right there. I will tell you one last thing on the Chili Bowl that I really liked. I, there were a few cars that were that were doing it. I think uh, I'm trying to remember whose car it was that I was watching. I in the B main, and I cannot remember, and that's sad. It's going to bug me all night. But a couple of guys on the engine, you know, like because the engine covers on these cars, usually you can't see any of them, yeah. right? couple of them had a cutout where you could see like one of the like the fan belt and one of the pulleys on I think one of the I don't know if it was the camshaft pulley or whatever it was but like you could see that sticking out they actually had a cutout in the side of the metal of the or the carbon fiber where like part of the engine was just sticking out and not the headers obviously those are always sticking out but like I just thought that looked so cool if I can find a picture of it I'll put it up on our Twitter page at stagger podcast but I love some of the little design tweaks because there's really no rules. They said they get some of these cars down to 750 pounds. Jeez. And then they, they obviously have to add lead weight because I think it you know has to get to – maybe it doesn't. No, they don't have a minimum weight at Chili Bowl. It's just you can't have a maximum weight. It can't be over 1,000 pounds, I think. But, yeah, they yeah. They, no, they, they can get them pretty light, man, and I am I am floored at how they do that because it's all titanium, everything. It's, it's the amount of yep. money in those cars is just ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, you're talking you're talking a few bucks, if not five, six bucks a bolt on some of those titaniums. <laughs> yeah, I mean, of course. It's, it's ridiculous. Well, like, and if you never picked one up, if if you ever have a chance to, if someone gives you like a regular old, just you know, bolt that you would see in any normal car, and then a titanium bolt, just pick them up. Yeah. See see the difference. Yeah. It's amazing what uh, how have, much you can shave weight on. We have never ever ever seen that in the pits. Never. I've never seen it. Mm-mm. I don't know about you, but nope. I've never seen it. Nope. Nope. Never. Nope. Never. Never. Um, um, well, but- here, let's let's get into uh, another series where uh, there is a lot of money to get one of these cars built. That would be the IndyCar yeah. series. And, of course, a family that has no problem finding the ability to put those programs together. Uh, that would be the Andretti family. However, after 15 years of running and just two wins in those 15 years, Marco Andretti is stepping back from full-time IndyCar racing. Uh, that according to a release that came out from him and as well also came out from uh, the Andretti Autosport Group. So here's the lowdown on that. Michael Andretti said of his son, Marco and I have discussed this at length. I support and respect his decision to take a focus on other areas of his life and maybe even other forms of motorsport. So... I didn't think about it that way when I initially heard this. Chili Bowl, Marco Andretti. <laughs> That's right. Every guy that we hear that's stepping it back all, or changing. Hey, 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 hey. It all points back to the Chili Bowl. That's right. You know, yeah. the Chilean, Chilean-on. We're Chilean-on. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, that's right. There's, a, there's a Chili drop coming this week. Everybody get ready for it. Oh, Alex Jones is going to be there. Oh, my God. It's a quarter mile if you run on the top. But if you're on the bottom, it's more like a sixth of a mile. Hey, I know who I know who the Chilean non head guy is. It's Sammy Swindell. <laughs> it, it's Sammy Swindell. That's who it is. See how pissed he was Actually, when he got no. wrecked, man. Here's the he thing: like, you're not deep not... enough. 
man, you're not deep enough on it. You thought you saw him wreck, but in reality, Sammy Swindell turned into Kyle Larson. You didn't know that, but he did. Whoa, face, face Kyle swap Larson. technology. Yeah, when Kyle <laughs> Larson won, that was proof that Sammy Swindell actually won. That's that's proof, buddy. Don't you doubt oh, it. Oh man, oh man. We we should probably we should probably step forward. We should. We should. All right. So anyway, back to uh, Marco Andretti, who is not affiliated with any of that, thankfully, and no one should be. But Mike Michael Andretti said that his son is moving on. It sounds a little bit like at least what you want or what you are led to believe by the Andrettis is that Marco is ready to move on to the next phase of his racing career. He's 33 years old. He's won two races in all of the 15 years he's run in IndyCar, which is to borrow the name of our show, staggering to me that he has yeah. been doing it for 15 years. I did not realize that, but 2006 would be well, 15 he's, years he's ago. 33 years old. He's been doing it since, I mean, gosh, it's just like, so I forgot how young he was when he, he was started. 18, I just, well, he's 18. Right. I mean, yeah, that's I, know. What, I just, I just thought for some reason he was like a perennial, like, you know, 20 something. And I mean, now he, he's in the last four years, he's obviously turned into his thirties, but it's, it's, it's just one of those shocking things that, um, that you think about, like, you're not supposed to see, all these people retire and get old and stuff. Cause then it makes you realize, wow, I'm old. Uh, this guy who I watched grow up in college when I was in college is now retiring. Like LeBron James. Well, retiring. he's not, he's not retiring. LeBron James is, I know, I know. I'm just saying like, not, he's not going to win a championship you yeah. know, because he's not running full time. No, I'm just no. seeing like LeBron James is my age. So when he retires, I'll be like, man and here i am still selling real estate i mean gosh he's the greatest ever but i mean i mean it's one of those things yeah, like it takes well, a little bit to get your head around the fact that, that like and the greatest athletes think, are all younger than you when you get to that right, age it's a weird thing and that's why i remember the words of theodore roosevelt that comparison is the thief of joy that's and i right. live a joyful life that's exactly yes, that's exactly absolutely. right very good call um well i think that's part of what to, that actually is a really good quote for marco andretti because it sounds a little bit like, and again, you can read this a bunch of ways. The cynical take on this is they couldn't find sponsorship for him. He last year, even though he did qualify on the, or he, they qualify. Yeah, they qualified. So he was on the pole last year for the Indy 500, didn't lead a lap and finished 13th. He was 20th in the final season standings, which was the lowest of all the full-time IndyCar drivers. Um, so you could read into this that the Andretti's couldn't find sponsors for him to run and maybe this was a little bit of a conversation for everyone to just have a come to Jesus moment. Maybe that's the case, but I do, I do tend to believe the Andretti's here because it sounds like this was a painful decision for them. Um, but this has become more of a thing where they're talking about how Marco has a desire to run the Rolex 24, run the 12 hours of Sebring, run Le Mans, And this is something that he wants to, compete in and he would like to get into sports car racing his cousin jared andretti is doing sports car racing so apparently that's where his focus will be if and when he goes into uh the next phase of his racing career but meanwhile he will still run the indy 500 because yeah. you know there's been He's an andretti. solid there yeah he is well like i said he qualified on the pole he didn't have his best yeah. race but i mean he can he can clearly get it done so you know and he of course when he was a rookie he was like leading on the final lap. And I want to say it was yeah. Sam Hornish that passed him. Sam Hornish yep. Jr. got that done. So, you know, that's that. Imagine your rookie year of something, the biggest race in that series or in that sport, the biggest thing in that sport, you come in second. That's a lot like mm -hmm. Dan Marino, right? Where in, I think it was, 
rookie year, second year, third year, somewhere around there that he went to the Super Bowl and then they lost. I think he never got mm-hmm. back. And, but everybody yep. thought like, oh, Dan Marino will be back multiple times. And never did yep. again. And I wonder if that's a little bit of what Marco is going to be chasing for the rest of his career is just trying to win the yeah. Indy 500. So. Well, and hopefully he'll he'll get a chance to win the Rolex 24. But going back to your comment about um, what you said is, you know, the cynic could look at it this way or the realist could look at it this way. I do have to, you know, be the comical person here, at least try to, dad joke, whatever. If only the dude would have hit the racist with the Snapple tee, he'd have a full year sponsorship. I mean, the sales would have been through the roof. So, I mean, that, that it, it, it's just the wrong – I mean, little things like that, just choosing Twisted Tea over Snapple. Um, mm, I know, right? Everything. You got to stick with Snapple. I'm, you got to uh, stick with Snapple, man. I mean, it, and we did not – Every Everybody knows the right way to drink iced tea with alcohol in it is you take your tea, whatever you're going with, and then you put a little tequila in it. And that's that's a drink we can all get behind, all right? You or, got a little lemon, maybe a little lime in there from the tequila. Or just mm. – or if you're gonna mix something with a a uh, a tea, you mix lemonade and just have an Arnold Palmer. That's way better than anything with with a you know tequila vodka. I don't I don't know what you're talking about. I soak I soak everything. It's in tequila. 99 cents at the gas station, dude. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> you want sugar, something cold, something sweet. You could spend three dollars on a Red Bull or spend 99 cents on a. You know, I, I'm beginning to see a pattern. I'm the guy that waited to save two bucks and couldn't yeah, watch maybe that's Nav TV it. on YouTube TV and had to do a whatever a vid go is. I mean, I felt like uh, my wife even asked me, what is this charge on our account? What did you buy? I'm like, I swear, honey, it was racing. It's 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 completely racing. That's all it was. <laughs> racing and soccer. It's can a sports we, channel. Can we talk about this too? And actually, these are some points made by Robin Miller, legendary author who has written about IndyCar. I mean, he's forgotten. You're going to say legendary asshole. But. No, no. Well, that's maybe that's too <laughs> to some people. But you know what? To the Andretti's, he might be because of what he just wrote here. So he he brings this up, and it's a solid point that there are a lot of opinions on Marco Andretti, right? That. When he came into the sport, he was a potential F1 talent, is what a lot of people thought. And now he's gone from that to last place among full-time IndyCar drivers, like we talked about. Um, But then he's also had plenty of times where you've seen him qualify really well, but then he, in the race, just has a terrible run, or he's not competitive, and he's not getting the most out of the car. You know, I, I don't know how to describe him, because... It's 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 like he should be better, but is that because we just see the name Andretti on his car, or is it the fact that teammates of his, as Robin Miller points out, since 2010, teammates of his have won 30 times, 30 times that someone else driving yeah. similar equipment has won, and he has not. Marco has won two times out of 248 starts, last one coming in 2011. So I guess he won once in that stretch where his teammates won 30 times. So yeah. That's that's uh, yeah. it's uh, bewildering. And it is. It, it, it is. And it, but again, tough. though, if his name was just like Mark Andrews, would we care or would we be just like, oh, I guess I got to well, work out? He wouldn't, it's because I mean, it's Marco he, Andretti that we're like, why is yeah. he not the best driver in the series? And that's it, maybe it, not fair. To yeah, him. it's it's a weird thing because it, it it's hard to even compare him. I'm trying to compare him to like Kyle Petty or Dale Earnhardt Jr., those guys won multiple races and had a streak of dominance. Uh, you know, I'm thinking back to the year that Dale Earnhardt Jr. won the, the Daytona 500 in the nationwide car. He won like five, six, or three, four races that year and had a, had a pretty good 
he was a top five contending car that year. And Marco's never had that. He's been good. He's been solid at Indy, but so have all the Andretti cars. Uh, I it's Indy Indy car in general is just a weird sport. And I, I mean, what I mean by that is this: is that if you are good at Indy, I mean, Ed Carpenter comes to mind. You're able to get rides, and he has his own company. I get that, but you're able to find rides and get sponsors. And I mean, I'm you go to Mid Ohio when Ed Carpenter used to run the full season. I mean, he would be behind Milkaduna. Yeah. I mean, I mean, he would he would be that far behind on the road course stuff because he just wasn't. He it's was a great. Him. He's a great driver at Indy, at Indianapolis. Yeah, and, and that's a, and so, a special talent. I mean, the, the yeah, funny thing is, if, guys if like win, Ed Carpenter and Marco Andretti now, and other guys who do that and gals, like you have all these drivers that only run Indy. Where you have yep. guys like Jimmy Johnson who are like, oh yeah, I'm running everything else. No, I'm not running. I'm not running yeah, the Indian Oval. I'm not. Pfft, no way. Yeah. And there's there's yeah. quite a few guys that have done that over the years. So that yeah. is very fascinating. It's it's definitely not taking anything away from those people. It's no. the fact that that is uh, they're just they're just a lot better well, at those pl- at that track than they are anywhere else, and it well, it's worth being yeah. in the race. Well, if you think about it, I mean, there's plenty of drivers that have won in Indianapolis, and their career has been made. Like mm-hmm. they feel accomplished, they feel like they are that they've arrived, and there's nothing greater for them. I remember even asking, not to, not to name drop, but I remember when I did a charity fundraiser with Graham Rahal, I asked them what's more important, a championship at Indy, or a championship in the Indy car, or winning the Indy 500. He's like, oh, if I won one race the rest of my life, it'd be Indy 500. Yeah, of course. I mean, yeah. like, it, like just to have that one, if to be a even a one-time Indianapolis 500 winner is more important than winning championships yeah whereas yeah. if you ask jimmy johnson hey you could be a seven seven time daytona 500 champion or seven time nascar champion i mean people look at brad keselowski he's a champion you don't really like maybe there's a couple runs i know we were at the kentucky race where he kind of went flag to flag and that was a dominant performance but there's not a lot of times you don't point to brad keselowski as this he's a solid driver he's a very talented driver he's a consistent he's driver a, he's a driver but, that is recently you, six months race. ago well, as recently as six months ago, there were questions of whether or not he'd even be in his ride this year. You know? Right. I mean, right. so, it, yeah. Yeah, it's one of those things, though. I just, like, but he's a champion in NASCAR from, like, what, 2012 or something? Yeah. I mean, like, I'm like that carries so much more weight than IndyCar champion for whatever reason. Yeah, I mean, and, I, and, and like, to your oh, point, I mean, Denny, Denny Hamlin has won two or now three Daytona 500s. I know he's won three. Yeah, he's chasing two, and he's done two in a row. He's going to win a fourth this year, but not as a team, not as a driver. He's going to win as a team owner. <laughs> all right, so. fine, Bubba Wallace fan, chill out. All I'm saying hey. is, all I'm saying is, he's known as a as not a failure. Obviously, in NASCAR, he's one of the best drivers in the history of the sport. But yeah. Denny Hamlin will always feel incomplete if he doesn't get that NASCAR yeah. championship, even though he's won the crown jewel multiple mm-hmm. times. It's not the same in IndyCar, and so that Whereas that allure is. Whereas Ilya Castroneves being a three-time Indy 500 winner, that's what yeah. he's introduced as. Yep, that's exactly he's right. Not, yeah, I yeah. mean, I will always remember him yelling at the at the flag stand at Edmonton. I think is what he did, and when he 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 thought he won, but he he did like a half block. It was some weird blocking rule that IndyCar had, and yeah. they he won the race, but they gave a second place to the other guy. <laughs> and he just parked his car underneath of the flag stand and just stood up there and yelled and pointed at the flag stand. And the security officer had to come. It's the same security guy, a head of security, I should say, uh, with IndyCar that had to steer Danica off of pit row and she walked down the Indy 500 grid 
uh, after wrecking out to go have a fight with somebody. He just kind of walked up behind her and ushered her down Gasoline Alley. Same yeah. guy who's <laughs> – I just I always remember that with Elio, but I, I won't remember any of the other races he won, honestly. Yeah, I know, I, and that's, and I that's mean, the way it I, is. So that's, that's why Mark going well, – I don't even know if he's won a championship. I don't think he has. I don't think – I, I, I think, think you're right. I think you're right but, on that. But he is he is known for being a three-time Indy 500 champion. Yeah, I think – I mean, that, that, that's that's all you need to know. Yeah, and that's where we I, – I think that's what the allure is for Marco Andretti is to get back into – you know, he's been so close being able to get there, and hopefully for him, he, he would love to be the one who could eventually get to have his face on the Bork Warner Trophy, but not yet. And and I think that's the allure for him is that maybe someday he can find a way to get that done. So the uh, the enigmatic career of Marco Andretti takes another turn. But you know what? He's only 33 years old, and I bet he'll be very good in sports cars. We've seen him. He clearly has talent. It's not that. It's just I do think at some point you get pigeonholed as a driver because of your dad's name or your grandfather's name, and you just feel like you have to do something. So maybe this for him is his final realization of I don't have to run any cars. I don't have to go to some of the, I don't have to go to St. Petersburg if I don't want to, you know, I don't have to go to some of these other tracks. I'm going to run the Indy 500 and then I'm going to go carve my own path. By the way, it's not like he needs the money, you know? So he's, he can go out and do his own thing and find probably a career that makes him happy. And that's what he'll do. So uh, if that's, if that's truly what it is, then good for him. I'm, I'm happy for him. And I look forward to seeing him, you know, hopefully at other tracks that we maybe haven't seen him at previously. And maybe we'll chili even bowl. get him out of the Chili Bowl. That's right. <laughs> With uh, Well, I don't know. Maybe he'll go drive for Tony Dam Stewart and that uh, yeah. the, the new racing series that he's got working out. The uh, Or uh, or this, this name just came about, Keith fucking Coons. <laughs> wow. We went there. <laughs> Good old KFK. Just beat that. Just, just beat KFK. That's right. Well, we we got we got KFB and NASCAR. I'm leaving it in. If you listen this long in the podcast, you you should hear an F word by this point. That's that should be uh, our new guarantee. We'll throw an F word yep. every now and then. All right, we'll that, just end it with that. I mean, you get one for a PG-13 movie, you get one a podcast. Right? I think that's I think that's fair. Think, we're, a PG, that's, we're the PG-13 podcast. That's right. Yes. Yep. yep. Exactly right. All right. That is it for us. Thank you guys so much for listening. Next week, do not forget. Rolex 24 preview. We will have all the info you need to kind of understand that race. If you're, you know, new to that, we want to introduce you to it. If you are someone who likes to follow it, of course, tweet us. Let us know who do you think's going to win. Who do you think is going to be Magnuson. the team to beat? Yeah, we, I got yeah, Kevin Magnuson. I heard you're going to hear a lot about him next week for sure. That'll be on our preview podcast. We're looking forward to it. Till then, stay safe and stay staggered. 